the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Change makers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. People love the idea of angels, especially at Christmas time. We create statues of angels, we decorate with angels, and we make them look beautiful and loving. But what do we really know about angels and how they can impact the way we live? Today's guest, Lorna Byrne, has been seeing and talking to angels since she was a baby. She joins us today to offer a unique insight into the angelic help that is around us and available to us all the time. Lorna is a spiritual teacher international best-selling author and philanthropist. She's the author of seven best-selling books, including Angels in My Hair, A Message of Hope from the Angels. She's the founder of the Lorna Byrne Children's Foundation and the Seraph Foundation. Welcome, Lorna. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. Well, it's my pleasure now to be talking with you again, Joan, and especially at this very special time of the year as well, when we can open our hearts a little bit more. I love the way you you spoke of the angels, you know, that time we decorate our homes with them, you know, we put them on top of the Christmas tree and and everything. And I suppose angels in one sense at Christmas are a symbol of light, a symbol of hope Mm -hmm. as well, you know, and the coming together of families. Well, and that's why I wanted to do this show with you, Lorna, because your work is so joyful, and we certainly can use more of that in our world today. So just very briefly, for those of our listeners who may not be familiar with your story, when did you first start seeing angels? I would always say from the moment I opened my eyes, because I can never remember a time not seeing the angels. I didn't know. Now that they were angels, you have to remember I was an infant lying in my cot. I recognized my mom as someone that fed me and hugged me and loved me. Um, But I would see these angels, but I didn't know they were angels. It was only until I was about maybe, you know, two, two and a half, and I was, you know, toddling around the place. And it was one time I was sitting in front of the fire playing with my brother, and how how can I describe this? You know, he was, he looked about five years old. You know, he was way older than I was. And we were playing with little blocks that my dad had made for, for me to play with. And 
when we were playing, all, the only way I can describe it is like, you know, his hand went into mine and mine went into his. And it made me laugh, but there was so much love and, what could I say, like all these sparks of life. And it was at that moment that the angels told me that they were angels and I must keep it a secret. But my brother was a soul that he had died before I was born. Um, and I just remember, you know, seeing him so many times as a child in my life, even the time when the kitten or the cat had kittens, you know, and he calling me and lighting up, you know, the shed so I could see because it was like a, it was an old main and, and it was very, very dark. It was like a workshop and there was no lights and he just lit up a little path leading to where the cat had had the kittens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have kept it a secret all my life. You know, I they were constantly reminding me, the angels, not to say anything. And sometimes when somebody would say something maybe negative towards me or that, you know, the angels would say to me, Lorna, they know no better. Just love them. And I was considered retarded because I was dyslexic. But you have to remember way back then in Ireland, they didn't even know anything about that. So if a child showed any learning difficulties, they were branded, you know, retarded in in that way. And you were put in the back of the class and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I've had the best teachers in the world. Lorna, the angels have stayed with you throughout your life. When you see them, what form do they take? Is it a spirit? Is it a person? And do you see them all the time? I I see them all the time. Okay. Um, but I better explain. If I was looking out my window now or I was walking down to the shops and people were walking towards me or somebody was passing me by, I would see the guardian angel with them, that light of the guardian angel moving along with them. And on occasions, that light of the guardian angel would open up and it would give a human appearance. But not exactly, you know, flesh and blood. It would be in the sense that human appearance of such life. And how would I say their clothing is part of their body? You know, the way we have skin and we put clothing over it, but their clothing is their, bo- is their body as well. And I just love the way they can change their clothing without taking it on and off like ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do give a human appearance. They never want to frighten us. And your guardian angel and all, all angels just love us. And especially your guardian angel is the one angel mm-hmm. that can never leave you for one second. And it loves you unconditionally. And to me, that is so precious to know that no matter what you're going through in your life or what you're doing, there's someone that loves you, that God has giving you a guardian angel, the gift of a guardian angel that can never leave you for one second. Lorna, if you're sitting with someone and you always see an angel with that person, does it become distracting for you or do you know how to, I don't want to say tune it out because you wouldn't do that, but do you know how to engage with the person and not really pay attention to the angel? Yeah, um, I have to say I've had the best teachers going. So um, the angels have taught me how to do all of that. You know, so it's normal and natural for me. You've got to remember, you know, I'm seeing them since I always say the moment I opened my eyes as an infant. So it's normal and natural. I don't know what it's like for you not seeing them. 
to me, that is so puzzling that you don't see the angels and you're not hearing them as clearly as you're hearing me now talking to you mm-hmm. on a mobile phone. When you have that type of guidance and you're meeting a new person or you're meeting someone that perhaps you're supposed to help, it they tell you the purpose of a meeting, right? Um, what would I say? They tell me what I, I need to know, but that doesn't mean I tell that person. Mm-hmm. I, I would never overstep those boundaries like I've often been sitting and talking with with people and what would I say I know what's all behind the scenes of for them right you know but I they have taught me never to overstep the boundaries and many many a time I would say to the angels and I'd say to God I don't want to know everything you know I just want to enjoy this person that I'm talking with you know, in that in that way. And they do that a lot as well. You know, but at times if there's something that I need to know for not for my benefit but for their benefit, I, I would be told. So you have this gift to one particular level, but can we learn how to talk with our angels? Yes. I believe so. If if I had learned, I have learned, so why can't you learn as well? To me it's kind of you know, it's it's really simple and easy. And I would often say to people, you know, just, just say you're sitting in a cafe and, you know, you're enjoying your cup of tea or your coffee and you're waiting for a friend, but all of a sudden your attention is being attracted to somebody else in the cafe before your friend arrives and you're being told to look over and give them a smile. A lot of the time we won't do that. Because a lot of the time we feel, you know, that's ridiculous or that's silly. But that is your guardian angel asking you to do that for a reason and a purpose that you don't need to know because it's for the other person. Hmm. And in a sense, we're always looking for the reason and the purpose for ourselves. But it's not always for yourself. Does that happen all the time, Lorna, to us? Do you think that happens constantly? I think that happens all of the time that you're you're told to smile, you're to give someone a smile, to allow your love out, you know, because in a sense we have we've all been hurt ourselves in so in so many different ways. But yes, we've all had lots of joy in our lives as well at different times. But the hurt at times stops us from loving ourselves, because that's what the angels have taught me. And they have stopped us from loving others or being kind and showing compassion. You know, so it's it's like you're walking down the street and telling people all over the world, just smile because someone passing you by, you might just save their life because you smiled. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't cost you anything. But one thing it will do for you, and that is help you to feel happier and good and more peace within yourself. So it's good for you as well. Lorna, do they want to help us? Do they want us to ask them to intercede? Yeah, they do. And I would say to you, you know, pester your guardian angel. Keep on asking. Tell tell your guardian angel, you know, to implore God for you. You know, even though when you're talking to your guardian angel and you're asking and you're you're even in, in a sense crying out, God hears you before even your guardian angel hears you. That's the only way I can can explain it. But it's like your guardian angel is the gatekeeper of your soul. It's right there with you all of the time. And maybe in a human way, we could say it's like an electricity wire. You know, the message being passed before, which has even crossed your mind. 
And I love that about being young because God, God has given each of and every one of us a God's name. And just think about that. And it doesn't matter who you are or what faith you have or whether you believe in God or not. He's given you a God's name, And he's given you a beautiful soul as well, that spark of life. Lorna, how do we meet our guardian angel? You know, so many of us, we can say, guardian angel, please tell us who you are. And unless the angel says, hello, Joan, I'm Sam, <laughs> you know, we don't really get to know that, the, the angel, you know. So what's the best way to introduce yourself and to listen I, to the response? I I think, you know, I would have many people would say that's just what you said, you know, that they don't know the name of the guardian angel and they don't even know the guardian angel. You know, they would even say, I haven't ever felt the presence of my guardian angel around me. And I would just say to them, you know, think about it. Look back through your life and try and recognize where something you can't explain has happened or where you did something so correctly and it was so easy. And that would have been your guardian angel. And I would just say to you, you know, if you don't have an, a name for your guardian angel, the most commonest name across the whole world is my guardian angel. An awful lot of people, that's what they call their guardian angel. They just say my guardian angel. Mm-hmm. But you can ask. And it's the first name that comes into your mind. The first word, I would say, it's not necessarily a name that you would recognize as a name. I always tell the story about the, the man in the audience I was um, giving a talk in the theatre and he was up the very, very back and he was kind of, Lorna, I have a question, I have a question, I need you to answer this for me. And he, he just said, you know, I have been asking my guardian angel for its name, you know, for the past three years and all that I get is no and my guardian angel has never given it to me. And I just had to smile that your guardian angel has, you just haven't listened. What do you think the guardian angel, the audience recognized the name of his guardian angel. The name of his guardian angel was no, you know. So everyone smiled and he was, he was so happy to realize it. It's just sometimes we, we don't cop on or we don't realize, you know, and sometimes it takes someone else to... Just say it to us. Are you sure you haven't received your guardian angel's name? What was the first word that came into your mind? And to remember that your guardian angel has a name, but the name is so long and it only gives you a section of its name. It never gives you its full name. And I I do love friends. I do some of the names are so simple, like Sam or, or Michael or... Isabella or, you know, names, names like that, because we recognize those names. Mm-hmm. And a little girl said to me recently that when she was 10, she said, I didn't know I had a guardian angel, but I asked my guardian angel what its name was. And she said, my guardian angel called itself Grasshopper. You know, Grasshopper. And I, I just said, well, why do you think it called you Grasshopper? And she just said, well, I've thought about it. I do love running through the grass and jumping, you know, and I love playing, what did you call it, um, hopscotch, you know, hopscotch that, that you draw on the ground and you're you're hopping, you know, from one box to, to another. Um, so she was very happy. It's like to accept the name that you're being given mm-hmm. and don't allow the world to influ- influence you otherwise. Do you think the angels are 
making their presence more known now? And if they are, why? I do believe they're making their presence known more now. And, and I know that's what God wants because we're not so afraid of angels mm-hmm. because we've always seen them as good most of the time, you know, and the angels are good. And at the moment in the world today, we're all looking for hope. We're all looking for faith. You know, we're all looking for anything, a reason to reason to live what's life about. And I would always say life is very precious. It's about living. You know, that's one thing the angels have always taught me. So they're in the world to help us, to guide us, and more so now than ever because of all the changes that are happening so that we will make the right decisions, so mm-hmm. that we will go in the right direction as much as possible. You know, and I don't think we'll go in the right direction fully, but I do believe most of us will listen and hear and we'll go in the right direction and that will help those that are not going in the right direction, you know, right. you know, to bring them along because we have to love them too. We can't say, oh, well, God didn't want them or the angels didn't want them, but every human being has a guardian angel. So God, no matter who they are, has given them a guardian angel. And that's, I think, one thing we have to remember. You know, when you're looking at someone and you don't agree with their opinion or their differences, just, I always say, take a deep breath, step back a little and look at them and know that that person standing in front of you has a soul and a guardian angel is right there with that person. Lorna, you're developing a retreat center in Ireland. Can you tell us a little bit about this and what your goals are and what you hope to achieve? Well, my goals are in a sense, I I wouldn't put it in in those words, what's my goals, because I never look on anything that's in my goals. They're they're God's and the angels' goals. They're our ladies' goals. They're they're the goals of the world for, for, you know, this world of ours to be turned into that little glimpse of heaven, you know, where we where we save our planet and where we save ourselves and where there's more love and compassion. And the sanctuary here in Ireland is, you know, the angels taught me everything out in nature. So it is to teach people how to connect um, with a guardian angel, how to love themselves, how to, in a sense, let go of all of the pain and hurt and to know that they're not alone, that they are loved. You know, um, and I know there's many people out there that are lonely, but I'd love them to know, but to realize that their guardian angel has their arms around them. So, you know, if if anyone is interested, you know, you just go to com and go to the offense page and you'll find many things that we have on. And I'm hoping to get back to the States, to America. And um, I think it's in July and August to go on tour. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that as well because America is the gateway. You know, I know I've written about it in one of the books. Um, it's the gateway to the future. And, and in a sense, you know, America is so mixed. And God has had the American gathering angels, gathering people from all continents of the world to go to America and to become American, to become one nation. And I don't think American people realize how special and unique you are, you know, and how spiritual you are. You fight it all of the time. And, you know, 
to me, what God has done in my life is just an absolutely miracle because I can't even read and write. And yet I've written seven books, you know, so we don't give up hope. The sanctuary is a sacred place and the word contain in Irish means sacred place. And I only found out about that about a year ago. And so I had to, I had to smile, you know, this is something that is for the whole world, not just for myself, but for the whole world. And let love and healing go out from there and touch us all and make us the most unique human beings that we are, the incredible people that we are. I just love everyone. The angels have taught me to love everyone, regardless of what others might think of them. And once again, Lorna's website is lornaburn.com. Lorna, thank you so much for coming back on the show. As I said in the beginning, your work is so joyful, and it really is what we need now more than ever. And I, I just love working with you, and I can't wait until you come back again. Well, hopefully I'll see you soon. Um, and I look forward to when maybe you can come over here as well, or maybe bring a group of people with you. We're already planning that. All my love and blessings. <laughs> okay. I give all my love and blessings to to everyone, all your listeners, to everyone around you, and for as many blessings as possible for each and every person. And happy Christmas, whether you celebrate Christmas or not. It's a very special time of the year, so that's the little, little bit thinner. This is Conversations with Joan. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you feel lost on your journey to health and happiness? Then let us guide you on your path. Personalized actions towards health. Your path is a series of choices you act on every day. We guide you on a personalized journey of dietary, exercise, genetic, supplement, and lifestyle choices that lead you to optimal health and happiness. Often taking the road less traveled leads to liberation. Your path is personal. Your journey, like you, is unique. Take action today. Head to bestpathforme.com. Again, that's bestpathforme.com. Can listening to music produce pictures in your mind? Hi, I'm Allison Ayati. I'm a musician, sound practitioner, and the creator of the Sound Life, an app for stress reduction through relaxation and sound meditation. Most of us remember when a movie has a great soundtrack because the music conveys the meaning of the images on the screen. Rhythm, tempo, pitch, tone, and volume changes can fill us with excitement, melancholy, sweetness, fear, joy, and sorrow. When the emotion is attached to a memory, sometimes a picture forms in the mind. Try this. Put on a classic work like Bartok's Adagio for Strings. Sit comfortably so you can relax, close your eyes, and just listen. What comes to mind? Do you see any pictures? Music conveys meaning, and the music you listen to affects your psychology, which in turn affects your physiology. Music can harm as easily as it heals. If the music you listen to forms negative images in your mind, your mood can dip, your body might tense, your breathing can get shallow, your heart rate can rise. What are you listening to throughout the day, and how is it impacting your mind and body? I'm Allison Ayati, and I know that peaceful music is healing. To learn more, go to livingthesoundlife.com. The Sound Life is not a replacement for medical or psychological intervention. Is there such a thing as work-life balance? 
Have you ever attended a meeting and checked your email at the same time, claiming to pay attention? Driving while listening to a great ebook and missed the exit or asked yourself, how did I get here? There is greater retention for one activity over the other. It is a myth that work-life balance is achievable. Yes, a myth. We cannot possibly do two things at once with excellence. Take a moment now to envision the picture of a balance scale or the scales of justice. In order for there to be balance, there must be two things at opposite ends equal in weight, size, or mass. What two things can you do equally at the same time giving both equal justice? Yes, we want to have successful lives and can do so by focusing our time on one thing in one area at a time, which means time away from something else. Life balance is not achievable. However, being balanced in what we choose to do one at a time is. Saying no to the things that are in conflict with what we want to do at the moment allow us to be fully present in that moment, whether it is a business meeting, independent planning time, family dinners, rest and relaxation, or time with friends. Focus on what you want in the moment and do so fully present. Direct your attention to what you want to achieve at the moment and be great in that moment. If you'd like to learn more, contact me, Bertha Robinson, at 732-705-5060 or visit star1professional.com. You've put your heart and soul into writing a book. So, how do you reach your potential readers? Introducing the Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life book club, created for books that change lives. A book featured gets recognized. For more information, visit cyacyl.com slash book club. joining us, I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. The preceding pre-recorded program, sponsored by Maximilian Communications. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.